yeah. Yeah. But it was really cool. But I knew that I was old when I started complaining about the pillow that I laid my head on. And I was like, whoa, this pillow sucks. What did you call it? A pillow. Pillow. Oh, a pillow, actually, yeah. That's what I said. Pillow. 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 Either way, whatever. Ready? Everybody at Mark chapter 4? Good. I'll probably tell you to do it again because I put in my notes. Tell them to turn to chapter 4, but... Them. I actually, it says flock. <laughs> yeah. Tell them, tell them sheep. All right. Anybody ever planted something? Yeah. How'd it go? It died. Pretty good. Died? How'd it go? Rose bush. What'd you plant? It was important. Yeah, that was like, okay. Lima beans. That's so stupid. Don't plant those ever again. Tomatoes? How'd it go? Did you get some good size ones or just a little dinkies? That's good. I thought you were about to say water. <laughs> it's like Kylie. That's what you use to help the seed. Okay. Uh, my generation, your generation, thinks when they plant a seed that they're going to see immediate fruit. Right? Most of us think, oh, well... I'm going to put this in the ground and wham, I expect that there's going to be fruit. Spiritually, physically, you're just like, oh, screw it. I'll just go to King Supers, right? I'd rather go get the tomato at King Supers than try to invest and spend the, the time and the, you know, yada, yada, yada. Yes? When we talk about the parable of the sower, we usually just focus on the seeds, right? Yes? And that's the main part of the of the parable, correct? Jesus gives us kind of the keys to the kingdom after he tells us the parable, says, hey, this is what it means, right? I want to look at it from a different lens. Can you have fun with me tonight? I want to look at it as a farmer. Instead of as the seed, I want to look at it as the farmer. What we're doing with our seeds, yes? Okay, so some of you know people who plant something and then it's immediately fruitful. Right? I'm jealous of those people. It's wonderful to be close to those people because you get to kind of watch and, and soak it up and learn from them and say, whoa, how'd you do that? Right? Whether it's gardening or just spiritually. Yes? I'm going to say that multiple times. Whether it's gardening or spiritually. You're going to hear that a lot. Okay? So, sprouts up immediately. Everything's healthy. Everything's green. When I think of healthy plants, I think of my grandmother. 
Okay? Not the one that's alive. But the one that's... I keep... Whoever's chewing so freaking loud, I keep on thinking that the door's opening. <laughs> like, what is up? All right. When I think of healthy plants, I think of my grandmother. I think of Grandma Maddie, Madeline, Madeline Martin. Okay? And it's cool because uh, here's a little quick tangent. Madison is the fourth M to become a Martin. Madison, it was all, you know, Madison, Madeline, Maddie, Madeline, all of it. Fourth one. What about Miller? Well, Miller's my son, not my wife. <laughs> Talk about like spouses of my generational name, yeah. Miller has a lot of pressure on him, is yes. <laughs> He's got to find an M. Her name will probably be like M20 58. <laughs> By that time, yeah. Okay, so sorry. Back, back to it. When I think of healthy plants, I think of my grandmother, and this is gardening, okay? She literally had the greenest thumb I've ever seen. She literally could plant a dead seed, if there's such thing, or a dead plant, and it would all of a sudden be so fruitful. When I think of unhealthy plants, I think of my mother. My mother cannot keep a plant alive, even like a cactus. She kills it, dude. She kills it. I don't know, I don't know what's up with her. We've prayed for her, but, you know, at least I have. Um, but you might have similar people in your life, right? When you think of a healthy gardener, a healthy planter, you think of Wham. Or I saw Benji tapping Allie on the shoulder of that she's the dead plant person. <laughs> but my, my grandmother was always so excited to go out and tend to the garden. You know, my grandmother was one of the people who actually started Hudson Gardens, if you know where that is. She actually helped facilitate that garden, and it's a really cool spot. Um, she helped plant and nurture that entire thing, and it was just like, it was her, her gift to the world. She's not a believer, but it was her gift to the world of saying, wow, I want people to marvel at what, uh, what I'm, what I'm uh, in, investing into. And she would get so frustrated and upset when the deer and bunnies would come and eat everything, right? She'd shoo them off. She'd get so pissed. My mother wants plant, or, or my mother, my mom, who can't keep anything alive, her mentality towards her plants was, ah, oh, it's such a drag, right? She would be pissed when us kids would get her flowers for like Mother's Day or something. She's like, oh, it's just going to die. I'm like, well, yeah, it is. It's a stupid gift. But, but she would just be, it's just another thing to do, right? It was a burden upon her plate, you know, of, of things to do. And it's this kind of these this opposites of a green thumb versus a brown thumb, correct? And I'm I'm not sure, but I'm willing to bet that my grandmother would talk to her plants. It's a weird thing, and I know that that sounds weird, but she would talk to her plants, and my mother didn't. There was this kind of caring of of just like I want you to grow. Right? Just like your guys' as moms did. 
you know, she would talk to you guys and, and say, wow, I'm, I'm so proud of you, David. I, you know, all of these kinds of things. I'm not your mom. You know, <laughs> I know that was confusing, <laughs> but just like, it would be that kind of thing of just like this emotion of just like, wow, you're well done kind of thing. And this beautiful thing. And according to Penn state, plants actually benefit from humans talking to them. Super weird, but super cool. They benefit from music. It actually stimulates them and it helps them grow. Just like when Miller was growing, we would make him listen to music. And we just, part of our house, we just have music going all the time. Whether it's Josiah and the Bonnevilles or, you know, Amanda Cook or Stephanie Gretzinger. I've got a real, I got a real thing for girl uh, worship leaders. I don't really like the guy ones as much, but I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, but it almost like it, there's something that this music and, and this, this care and this, you know, this talking to, and it, it stimulates growth, yes? And I want to talk about the seeds in your life. Where you've personally planted these seeds and how you slash we can see them blossom to the next level. Yes? You with me? Does that make sense? Because I feel like the Christianity I grew up in, which was 90s Christianity, super passive. All right, just get saved and we'll move on. It's just like... Say the sinner's prayer, and then we won't do anything with you. And great, you just added to our count of salvations for the year, right? It wasn't, it wasn't anything of like, wow, you just got saved. Okay, I need to meet with you every single day. <laughs> I want to pour everything I have into you so that you have care. So you have a stimulation to what was just injected into your life, yes? And when I say seeds throughout this entire message, I'm talking about where you're investing your time for Jesus' kingdom. Right? Doesn't that sound cool? Right? We get to be a part of that, where we get to invest our time for Jesus' kingdom. And everybody's at Mark 4, yes? This is Jesus preaching slash speaking, so this is obviously an important part in the, in the scriptures. Okay? And this is what they call a, car a, a parable. Not a parable. A parable. Does anybody want to know what a parable is? Define it for me. Okay, cool. Anybody want to add another layer? Story with a lesson. Good. Yeah. It is a story releasing a kingdom truth into our existence. Okay. It's a beautiful thing. So I'm going to just read nine verses here. Um, Christian, can you turn that, uh, plug that light in real quick before it gets too dark? Well, I wish it was darker during. Yeah. I know, it's confusing. Yeah, it helps. Took so long. At least I didn't fall. Good job. Okay, ready? <laughs> so stupid. 
I'm glad I didn't say that out loud. Okay, again, <laughs> Mark chapter 4, verses 1 through 9. Yeah? Okay. He began to teach aside the sea, and a very large crowd gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea, and the whole crowd was beside the sea and on the land. Does anybody know why he did that? Yeah, his voice actually bounces off the water. It projects. It was an old-time PA system. It's pretty cool. Verse 2. And he was teaching them many things in parables. And in his teaching, he said to them, Listen! It's got an exclamation point, yes? Listen! Behold! A sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell along the rocky ground, where it did not have much soil. And immediately it sprang up, since it had no depth of, of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Verse 7, other seed fell among the thorns. Ouch. Been reading too many kids' books. <laughs> other, other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it out. And it yielded no grain or no fruit. And other seeds fell into good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing. And yielding thirtyfold, and sixtyfold, and a hundredfold. And Jesus said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Everybody heard that before? It's like the, one of my favorites, right? Okay. What are the four soils? What are the four soils? Path, good. Rocks, thorns, and that good, good. That sweet, sweet nectar. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> One thing is I want to highlight is how reckless this farmer is, if I can use that language, okay? This guy is reckless. Why wouldn't he just throw them all in the good soil? Because he's silly. Yeah? Everybody, anybody ever thought of this? Why in the world is he just like, oh, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to sound so weird on the podcast. <laughs> right? Why wouldn't he say, whoa, this is good stuff? He's a farmer. He knew. He's not stupid. Like, why would you plant in the weeds? Because I don't know if you know, if you plant in the weeds, the weeds actually are quicker to absorb the water and the nutrients before the plant ever will. That's why my grandmother was always so mad about the weeds. She would pull them up right away. Ah, right? When I did a garden, I had no idea which one was a sprout and which one was a weed. I'm like, I guess I just water them all, and we'll find out. Guess what? My garden sucked because I'm not a good farmer, right? I spent thousands of dollars on soil. I built my boxes. I did it all. Not at my house. It was an old house. Beautiful. It was great, great garden. You should have seen me in Madison tilling this by hand. It was COVID time, you know? They were paying me to just make a, a, a garden, and I made a garden. But man, we didn't get any fruit. 
or veggies. Look cool. Photographed well. That's all that matters in this day and age. Was he just testing his luck? Was he just saying, you know, whatever? Because I remember when I planted my garden, there's specifications on the rows that you do, how far apart each seed should be, and <laughs> all sorts of different things. Which plants mix with best plants and those plants that shouldn't go in that plant and that plant should, do you get it. This farmer knew better. If you're a farmer, you know better. Just like a mechanic knows better than if they've got a flat tire not to swap out the entire engine. <laughs> right? <laughs> that would be silly. Good for his pockets. Very silly for the customer. Yes? I'm planning, I think, where I want the seed to be and where I want the plant to be. And I'm sure many of you guys would do the same thing if you were planting an actual garden with tomato plants. You want to know, hey, I'm watching this spot if my tomato plant's going to grow. Also, when I think of farming, I think of everything in very straight, neat lines and nothing going to waste. He wasted a buttload of seed. And I think there's some significance in why Jesus used every single word that he did. The farmer just began to throw seeds as if he was the lottery and skipping around throwing the seeds. Right? Reckless. The farmer began just to, th oh, sorry, I read that. And I know we're talking a lot about plants tonight, but I want to I wanna look at this in such a way So that we are more intentional with what we're doing. When we're more intentional on what we're doing. We're, we're more intentional on when we come to church, what we're doing. When we're worshiping, what we're doing. When we're praying for the sick, what we're doing. When we're having just simple conversation, what we're doing. When we're at work, what we're doing, adding a layer of importance to what we're doing. Yes, all of us are relatively young, right? Maybe starting in our careers, trying to launch our careers, all of these things. And what, you, what decisions you make today is going to impact your tomorrow, correct? And some of you guys are like, oh, that's so scary. Like, why did you bring that up? I was just fine. It's okay. <laughs> You'll survive. But there's big decisions at stake. And I think the biggest decision is on how we are using what we're being entrusted with. Yes? We are being entrusted with seeds. Yes? We've got a big old bag of seeds that we're carrying around every single day. And the Lord is saying, where'd you plant them? Where'd they go? Some of us in the room are so afraid to even throw a seed. <laughs> right? So you just come home with the big old bag of seeds. <laughs> Some of us are just like, oh, that person really needs Jesus. I'm going to dump the whole bag on them. <laughs> right? Or screw that entire community. I'm going to go serve over here. Or 
screw that entire community. I'm going to go serve over here, and I'm going to dump all my seeds over here. Or the Lord's called me to this workplace, so I need to invest in this, and everybody's going to come to the Lord because of me in my workplace. I want us to do a little bit of inventory tonight on what we're doing. And like I always say, I never want to just come up here and preach at you. I want us to hang on every word that Jesus is saying, right? Yes? Yes. Is anybody taking notes? If you're taking notes, I want you to draw four boxes. Four boxes. Okay? I'm sorry, I don't have any paper, so if you're not taking notes... Make a list in your brain. Okay? Make four boxes. Label each one, each of the soils. Yes? Rocks, road, thorns, good soil. It just make a grid. Yeah, like two by two square and then... And on the left side of those boxes, write seeds in the bag. Left side of the boxes. Not in the boxes, on the outside of them. Seeds in the bag. Seeds, S-E-E-D-S, space, I-N, space. Left side. Like I said, three times. Other left. Yeah, the other left. I want us to be brutally honest with ourselves tonight, okay? Nobody's going to see this piece of paper but you. So you can be honest. Okay? Cool. So this farmer throws seeds all over the place. And I want you to identify people, things, and time that you have invested into each soil. Okay, I'm going to kind of just walk you through each box. And as I walk you through each box, I want you just to write things in each box. Easy enough? I'm a visual person, so I'm helping you be a visual person. Cool? All right. So, for the rocky soil. Ready? You talk to this person. You talk to them, I'll use, about Jesus or invited them to a place like this, maybe a church or a, a group or something, right? They came, had an encounter with the Lord, sprang up fast. Now they're spending time elsewhere where their faith has withered away. All of us can think of people where we've planted that seed and it was like, oh, frick, they lost that. Where'd that go? I have a lot of these people. <laughs> if I'm being real honest as your pastor tonight. We've got a lot of these folks. This is a very stacked full group. Okay? Not intentionally. I thought I was throwing good soil, which is, we'll talk about in a second. Okay? That's the Rocky. Good? For the road. There was th you threw the seed, and something else captured that person's attention. Something else came and grabbed their attention, and nothing happened. 
Think of that person. People. Okay? Good? Thorns. For thorns, maybe this was a person you took a risk with talking about Jesus. They took time to sprout. And, uh, and, the, and that plant fought and fought and fought. But they couldn't stand up to the chaos in their life. Whether it was circumstances, friend groups, families, work, whatever. Thorns kept on poking them and prodding them and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it actually ended up choking out the work that you and the Lord did. And I will say it that way. Okay? Thorns? If that's you, you can't write your own name. Okay. Just joking. (laughs) Okay? Last one. This one's a little bit more upbeat, okay? We'll bring it up a little bit, okay? For the good soil. There were winds that you've heard about, Je- uh, uh, sorry. These were winds that have heard about Jesus because of your ministry, if I can use that language. You spent time with them, really invested in them. They sprouted up, maybe they're in the room, or found another place to follow Jesus and have a actual relationship with Jesus. Yeah? I don't know. There is a tone in the room, I'm sensing it, where it's just like, Lex, you're putting way too much pressure on me in this equation. All right, I get it. Just let me finish the message. Okay? (laughs) Okay, so that's people. We good with that one? Now we're going to do things. Things, skills, gifts. Okay? I'm going to move quicker through these. Rocky soil, you committed this thing to the Lord and said, I will use this for, the, for God. Then it got attention from something or someone else, and it died. This thing, skill, or gift. Okay, the road. You had, a, you had a thought of how you could use this for Jesus. Then something swept in, took that thing, and your focus shifted for the purpose of that thing, that skill, that gift. The easiest one I can talk about is like music, right? You can either use your music to glorify, worship the king, or you can use it for your own benefit. Yes? Okay. Good, good, good. Thorns? You took a risk and fought and fought and fought for this thing to honor Jesus, but your passion was lost for it and it was choked out. Okay, good soil. You dedicated this thing or skill or gift to the Lord. It's now a plant and you see the fruit from it. 
Okay, so that's things, skills, gifts. La I think the last one. Well, actually, two more. Okay? You still with me? Good. Let's talk about time. <gasps> Lex, we don't talk about time. That's all we've got. Rocky soil. You spend a ton of time with Jesus early on, then you compromise time after time, and it's withered away to dead. That's rocky. The road. Remember, I am your biggest fan, and I have your best interest when I read this one, okay? <laughs> okay, road. You had a thought about, oh, I could spend this free time or spend this time with the Lord, and then something else grabbed your attention. Cool, that person just called out of the coffee appointment. I could still use it for him. Cool, that, just, that meeting got canceled. I could use it for him. Or cool. Snow day. Okay, thorns. You created a routine in life to spend time wisely. And it worked and you grew and grew and grew and then life choked you out and it ended up dying. Well-intentioned, yes? But things got busy. Somebody died. You know, whatever it is. Okay? And obviously good soil. You use your time. Why? Oh, wow. I just spoke in a different language. <laughs> you use your time wisely and it's honoring to God. And you have great intimacy with the Lord. Not good. Great. Not just a cucumber there. <laughs> constant healthy ones yeah okay good okay last one job your job or if you're still on an allowance christian i'm just joking he's not on allowance i just wanted to make fun of him your job. Uh, rocky soil. Early on in your faith walk, you were obedient to donate or tithe to a church to advance God's kingdom. And then that amount slowly and slowly and slowly diminished until it hit zero. And now you chalk it up as I forgot. No, I never talk about money. I leave that for the adults. But you should die, obviously. Rocky soil, yeah? Good. Road. You got money. Then something came along and you wanted it more. The new Call of Duty came out. Or whatever. You spent all your money on that. And it took your attention away from what it was supposed to be for. That's the road. Thorns, you were donating and tithing 
and then your car broke down and then circumstances hit situations hit and wham 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 the punches keep on coming and it died stop donating because you didn't have any left that was the excuse that you said well lord i don't have any more money you didn't give me enough that's thorny yeah good soil give regularly ask the lord to tell you what to give every single time and you're obedient sacrificially tithing all sorts of things above and beyond whatever it is your ear is tuned. Yes? Okay. Good? I told you to write the seeds in the bag one. Right? So, the seeds in the bag for ministry, yeah, for people, is people don't know you come here. People don't know that you're a Christian. You don't talk to anybody about Christianity or Jesus. Those are seeds in the bag. Okay? Easy enough. Things, skills, gifts, seeds in the bag. You do everything for you, and following Jesus is just a hobby, and this is another country club that you're a part of. No perks at this country club, though. Just... Okay, time, seeds in the bag. You don't spend time with Jesus. You consider this your time with Jesus. You're like, this isn't time with Jesus? <laughs> this is corporate time with Jesus. <laughs> and it's good. There's a time and a place. But what about elsewhere? Okay? And then last one for job, money. Seeds in the bag. You don't give the Lord what he first gave you. Okay? Those are the seeds in the back. Does that whole thing make sense? Okay? I don't expect you to fill it all the way out in its entirety tonight. Or, sorry, here. But if you want to, when you get home, continue this process. Do some inventory. Okay? And this is just the beginning of this message. As you might have guessed. No, I'll only take up a little bit more time. This is not a message to make you feel like you suck, okay? It's actually, hey, where can I improve? Hey, where can I do a better job? How can I be a better farmer of the resources that I have? How do I not throw my seed into the wrong places, right? How do I be diligent and smart with the way that I sow so that I can also reap, right? I don't know if you guys know this, but when you minister into someone's life, there is a reaping that takes place. And it is this tango of a dance that you sow, you reap. You sow, you reap. It is kingdom kind of uh, currency, if I can use that language. Okay? When I spend time with the king, he, I understand his time with me. It's a sow and a reap. Yes? When I invest into him, with my finances, I'm sowing into his kingdom and doing what he has called me into doing. What then happens? Oh, I reap. 
Does that mean you're going to get a jet tomorrow? No, it does not mean that you're going to get a jet tomorrow. Okay, sorry. All right, if you want to buy a jet, more power to you. But it does not mean that the Lord's going to say, hey, here's a jet, bro. Okay? Yes? It means he's going to provide for you. The Lord doesn't need your money, but he knows that your money is where your heart is. The Lord doesn't need your time, but he knows where your time is, is where your heart is. The Lord doesn't need you to share the gospel, but he does know, blessed are the people, are the feet who share the good news. He does know that. Yeah. Why would he call us into something if he didn't know that we would reap a reward? Has anybody led somebody to the Lord? Oh, it's sweet nectar if you've never, ta if you've never tasted it. You're just like, what? You just said what to me? You want it? What? Really? And you just poop your pants kind of. And you're just like, <laughs> you got it? Right? It's exciting. And that you're okay to be excited about it. And it's really more, it's even more exciting when the, when the Lord says, hey, I want you to pay their tuition. It's even, it's, it's, it's the same level of excitement saying, you entrusted me with that? <gasps> How cool. What a privilege. What a privilege to write a check. Right? What a privilege to get to lead someone to the Lord. What a privilege that he has given me free time so that I could spend time with him. What a privilege that he gave me skills and gifts and personalities that I could invest back into his kingdom. What a privilege. You're like, well, Lex, it's easy for you. You're a pastor. Well, kind of. <laughs> kind of. I'm actually first a dad. I'm actually first a husband. I'm actually first a, you know, a son. I'm actually first all of these other things before I would even tell you that I'm a pastor. But I would tell you I am madly in love with the king. And me being a pastor does not ooze the love of Jesus. It's my love for Jesus that oozes. You get it? I don't care if anybody wants to call me a pastor ever again. I actually don't even like it sometimes. Like, that's too pedestally for me. Just call me Lex. Call me Lex. <laughs> I believe that the Lord has called us to be farmers. And that's not just a cute thing to say, and it's not just a cute pastor thing to say. It is literally a posture that he has invited us into and saying, hey, hey, Jaden, I've given you resources. What are you doing with them? Right? Hey, Walker, I've given you resources. What are you doing with them? You get it? You are a farmer. Yeah, maybe you're not going and harvesting corn tomorrow, but what you are doing is the harvest is plentiful and the laborers are few. That's what we are doing. The thing I hate about this farmer is that he threw the seeds everywhere. The thing I love about the farmer is that he threw his seeds everywhere. <laughs> yeah, maybe he was a little reckless. But so is our king. He's reckless, dude. 
right? He's a shepherd that leaves his flock to go after the one. He's reckless. He's a guy who bankrupts heaven to get the one treasure. The parable of the treasure is actually about Jesus, not about, oh, well, if I get rid of everything, then I can follow him more. No, it's what Jesus did for you. He said, I'll sell everything. They're worth it. That's worth it. Ah, how cool. He's reckless. So yeah, I want everybody to come to know the Lord. But I need to be smart about how I go about it. I do. I have to. And the cool thing about being in a community such as this is because if I throw a seed, I'll, I'll, I'll use Christian for an example. If I throw a seed in somebody's life that mends closer with Christian's personality than mine, he can actually use that seed and plant it better than I could. Are you hearing me? My job is to make sure I come home at night with an empty bag of seeds. Your job is too. My job is also to be looking around of like, why is that seed there in that person's life? That's really weird. Maybe we should present it this way, right? I can actually move that seed into a better soil because I, because that seed was there to remind me that I am a minister of Jesus. Can I use this language? Are you guys still with me? Okay. Like I can plant seeds all day long in my family's life. I'll use this example. I could plant seeds all day long in my family's life. But a prophet's never honored in, in his own home. Okay? And I fully, I'm fully aware of that. It doesn't stop my ministry, and it doesn't stop my pursuit of them. It doesn't. What I'm praying for is the person to come along and say, hey, have you heard? <laughs> right? That's not me. I can throw seeds all day long, but it's up to a different person to come along and help that work, right? How does this, how does this fall into the scripture? Well, I'm glad that you asked. <laughs> Paul planted Apollos water. You hear it? Paul planted Apollos water. And it's a picture into, hey, my pursuit needs to be throwing seeds everywhere but I can be wise with the specific people that the Lord has entrusted me with to plant on good soil. Are you hearing me? I can't just use this farmer as an excuse to say, well, I planted the seed, right? The way I grew up was, oh, you put the rock in their shoe. <laughs> like what? <laughs> so I'm annoying them? <laughs> Doesn't make sense. <laughs> what? I don't know. I just, I don't know, fundamental Baptist. <laughs> I fell in love with the word because of them. That's what I need to remember. But do you get it? Do you get it? Yeah. How many times 
And here, let me take it a step further and I'll wrap up with this. How many times have you seen thorny soil and said, screw that thorny soil, I'm gonna make it good? Glad you asked. When me and Madison were planting our garden, it was filled of this stupid weed called Canadian thistle weed. It's still haunting me today because now it's all of a sudden in the mountains. And I hate this damn thing <laughs> because their root system is horizontal and they're all interconnected and it's bull crap. You can't just pull one. You got to freaking dig up the whole thing. But we wanted a garden. We wanted good soil, right? So what we did, we burned it up. that's the only way to get rid of it. We burnt it up, dug it up, scorched it, tilled it, killed all that we could and made it good soil. How many times have you seen thorny soil in somebody's life and say, oh man, I need to dig that crap up and I'm going to make it good. Yeah, it can be a huge call, right? It takes a lot of effort, right? You need help. I'll white knuckle it with you. It sucks. Your back might hurt. You'll get blisters maybe. But for that person to say, I've never seen the Lord that way. Then you're just like, who cares? Chop off my arm if that's all it takes, you know? I've never seen the Lord that way, so it, I guess it's worth it. And illuminating him as a, as a savior, as a father, as a healer, as a provider, as a, a whatever. So that you can say, hey, this is who he is. How many times have you thrown a seed onto the road and were just like, oh, I guess it's not going to work. Gosh, I've been watching the Lorax lately and they dug a hole in the ground so that they could get to that soil so that a tree could grow. And I know that that's a silly illusion or illustration, but what lengths are we willing to go to for our friends, our family, our time, our gifts, our talents, our money, whatever it is, what lengths am I willing to go after, right? Because rocky soil, usually it's just rocky on the surface until you start digging. Thorny soil is usually thorny just on the surface until you start digging. Why don't we take ownership and do our work of planting? And maybe, yeah, we get to see the growth, right? But, hey, what you got to come to terms with is if you never see growth, is it still worth it? You think Moses was like, oh, man, I don't get to see it. Screw it. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> now he knew what he was investing into. You hear it? He knew what he was investing into so that he could see that whole entire generation, whatever kind of language you want to use, walk into the promised land. 
Do you see it? How beautiful that is? You're like, man, I won't ever get to eat it. I won't ever get to see it. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. And that's okay. I think that's cool. That's legacy. That's generational pass down. Right? Your brother's literally calling you. <laughs> you know where you've thrown seeds. Go check on them. Right? Even if they spat in your face. Go check on them. Even if they've disowned you, <laughs> go check on them, right? Yes? Go see how it's doing. Go encourage them. Go talk to them. Hey, I hear you got this going on. That's so, so cool, right? That kind of stuff. It's the easiest gift. <laughs> Encouragement's literally the easiest spiritual gift to exercise, okay? It's so easy. Okay, whatever. Maybe not to you. <laughs> if you have seeds in the bag, you're just silly and a really bad farmer. Get rid of them. Yes? Some of you guys are so confused. Oh, I don't see any fruit in my life. Well, you get seeds in the bag. Shut up. Did you know trees never stop growing? Trees never stop growing. Trees that are getting planted today will continue to grow and continue to grow and continue to grow and continue to grow. It's not like you guys have all been to my house. I didn't plant those. They were there. They're tall. Right? They continue to grow and continue to grow. And it's cool that Jesus uses the mustard seed to, uh, to portray a... Uh, a, a faith, right? A, a, a faith of a mustard seed. So butchering it. A faith of a mustard seed. It can move a mountain. There it is. Ah, got it, Lex. Whoa. Okay, yeah. It's cool that he uses that little, little analogy, that little, little seed. Why? Because when you plant something, how many of you know that it can't help but throw seeds further? That's the, the Canadian thistle weed has figured it out. <laughs> okay. Might be a weed, but they have figured it out. How? Because literally when one happens, that means you got a hundred coming. Because you got wind, you got all sorts of things. They start getting this stupid purple flower on the top, and you start seeing these little white fuzzies fly out of, all over the place. And then, boom, your land is infested. That is a kingdom reality that we can step into as a generation to say, hey, all I need is this little mustard seed and you're telling me I can move a mountain? Yeah, that's it. Why? Because that all of those trees are going to start growing, 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 and it's going to scatter and it's going to be huge. And you're going to have this huge grove of trees just by one seed that is planted. Do you get it? Do you hear me? It doesn't have to be so complicated. It doesn't. It's super simple. Do you love Jesus? Cool. 
Act like it. Talk about him. Right? I talk about Miller all the time. I love him. I got to talk about Jesus more. Because I love him. Voice is gone. You get it? Make sure I have everything. I never finished the tree thing. Trees get huge. They're always growing. But they stop growing at height in height at a certain point. And then they start just bulking up. Their root systems continue to bulk up and their 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 wood I don't know how else to say it gets stronger. What'd you say? Trunk? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I wanted to say girth, but it sounded weird. It gets stronger and stronger, like they're almost bulking up like a bodybuilder, right? Bodybuilder can't grow taller. He just grows outer, right? Because they're usually short. Yeah, it's, it was a funny joke. Okay. Once trees have reached a full height, their cells stop dividing and they start actually bulking up like a bodybuilder and they can withstand anything. Yeah. You should all resonate with this because maybe you're not growing physically. Yippee. Maybe you're growing here physically. Or in Benji's case, here physically. But we have to be growing spiritually. If we're not growing spiritually, we're not nurturing it, we're neglecting it, and we're allowing a different soil to impact we're allowing thorns. We're allowing rocks. We're allowing blah, 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 blah. Come on. Right? Yes? Okay. You neglect a tree because it's still huge or because it's huge. It still needs nourishment, just like you do. That's why a place like this exists. I would love it if you brought friends. Yippee. But they're not going to get saved by a message that I preach. They're going to get saved by you. Because I'm sorry, I don't have enough time to grab coffee with every single person. I don't. I don't. I wish I did, but I don't. And that's okay. Because guess what? You do. Right? Pick your two. Pick your three. Pour into them. Why? Because you know, you've known the Lord longer than somebody, yes? Because I believe someone right now just got saved. Right? Oh, oh another one. Oh, maybe two there, right? There's somebody always getting saved. There's always somebody coming to the knowledge of Jesus. So therefore, you can at least disciple someone to that extent. Why? Because you're growing too. <gasps> I know, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. He thought of everything. He's so smart. Not me, the Lord. Right? You're growing, so they grow, and it's just this progression, progression, progression. Right? I've got nothing to offer you if I'm not growing. Yeah? And you've got nothing to offer the world if you're not growing. Be a good farmer. 
Wouldn't it be a shame if we farmed the same way we did a thousand years ago? Well, we'd be very hungry. That, sure, yeah. We're growing. Technology, all things, yes? I'm so frustrated with Apple because they're not doing anything new, right? Like, man, you guys have just gotten, there's just a hubris attached to you guys now. Just do something new. Like, you used to be so creative and so innovative, and now it's just like, oh, yeah, uh, we added a fifth camera now. <laughs> like, what? Five? Why do I need five? Grow. Get a new technology, right? Our generation needs it. We need engineers that are saying, whoa, dude, think of this. We need mechanics. Of, whoa, hey, let's, let's, let's discover this differently, right? We need that. We need things like that because why? We're growing, and it's not a bad thing. We need to be smart with where we're putting our seeds, okay? You get it? I'm not going to tell you how because <laughs> you're adults. Ask the Lord. My job, say, hey, here it is. Illuminate. Have fun. I don't need to give you a three-step program, 12-step program. I'm not going to do that. But, man, if you love Jesus, you won't be able to stop. So start. Okay? Good? Let me pray for you. Lord, thank you. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for your nearness. And Lord, I pray that tonight was just a sweet aroma and incense to your ears, to your nose, to everything about you. And Lord, I pray that you would prompt us this week, that you would remind us this week, not of anything that I said, but how you are prompting every single heart in the room, Holy Spirit. That we would start making deposits and sow so we can see you perform the work. Lord, I pray that you would remove excuses from the room right now and that we would just submit to your movings, to your leadings, and to your guidance. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.